We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. Let me step back for a minute, tired of the gimmicks, see we just focused on winning. Ball in the airline center, we about to get litty. Luca carrying a torch, Borden jumped up off the porch. How you reckon with his force? Third season in the game, and he a legend by his fourth. Look, after Dirk, now the king of Dallas. Airline serving as the palace. Young team, and it's full of talent. Want revenge, we accept the challenge. Luca carrying a legacy. What it take to be an MVP? Being great, know it cost a fee. Know it really ain't that hard to see hold on wait silence the critics cause they never did it pass out jordan i woke up the city map shooting hot like we straight out the chimney go back to batman i'm calling them drizzy more triple doubles i'm waiting on 50 step back smoother you know it's so filthy if i get down on my team gonna lift me Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, no, we gotta get back. Rep the map, step back, overcame the setbacks, starting where we left at. No, we gotta get back, like, no, we gotta get back. Let me step back for a minute. 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 All right, we're just going to jump right into it. Guys, if uh, if y'all want to speak, just uh, send a request. We'll get as many people up here uh, as, as, you know, I'll go ahead and accept everybody's requests and uh, uh, just put it on mute. And then we'll, we'll uh, when we get done with our intro stuff, we'll have you on one by one. So, uh, all right, guys. So welcome in to another episode of Mavs Step Back Live. Uh, the Warriors uh, did not compete against the Mavs the way I thought they would last night. Uh, they they the Mavs easily beat them. It was one thirty three to one hundred three, and honestly, it wasn't even that close. <laughs> uh, it's just uh, you know if they would have if they would have kept the starters in, there's no tell. They probably would have won by fifty. Uh, but 
it was a huge game, Matt. Uh, Luca, he's just incredible. He had 39, 8, and 6 in just 28 minutes through three quarters. Uh, probably would have hit a new career high if he had played, if he had to play in the uh, fourth quarter. But he didn't have to, and it was great. It was an easy win. It was, uh, thank goodness they got off to a fast start for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, because they're 21 and 0 now this year when they lead after the first quarter and they led by like 24 points, I believe after last night's, uh, first. So that's good. It was a feel good win. It felt like a must win for the Mavs considering how tight, uh, the six through 10th spots in the West are. Uh, and I think now we don't have to worry about the Mavs. Uh, falling to that tenth spot because they do have the uh, they do have the tiebreaker over the Warriors now, and uh, they have like a three and a half game cushion now, I believe too. So uh, it was a good win overall. Now we're scoreboard watching tonight as the Portland Trailblazers take on the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll see how that one turns out. I'm I, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of rooting for Memphis. So what are you thinking about that one? Yeah, more more space between Dallas and Portland, please. Um, <laughs> much much more space. But yeah, I mean, you talked about how good Luca was, um, but I, I I don't think that um, we even realized how good he actually was in that game. I mean, I know he wasn't perfect, um, but Luca had thirty nine points in twenty eight minutes last night. And according to Elias Sports, that's the second most points scored in less than 30 minutes played in franchise history. Uh, Amazing. Yeah, Dirk was, you know, Dirk has the record on that 40 points in 29 minutes against the Jazz in 2012. But (laughs) um, just amazing. He was he was great. Um, I wish he would have been able to go for the career high, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it it was nice to see Luca get his work in the Mavs get an easy win for once. And then, uh, he got to rest in that fourth quarter. It would have been better if they had done that the night before against a De'Aaron Foxless Kings. Uh, but you know, it, it, like you said, it, it is what it is for whatever reason, this Mavs team, uh, tends to play down to its competition. Uh, that, that was such a, that was such a Mavs like thing to have two big wins over the Lakers sandwiched by two losses to the Kings. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. now they got the Pistons. I think the Pistons are bad enough that even if they're not on their a game, uh, they should still be able to, to win that one pretty easily. Just like we saw the last time, uh, those teams got together. So it's trending in the right way for Dallas. Uh, we've got 11 games left now until uh, we get to the play-in and the, the playoffs. And it's uh, it's getting tight, man. But uh, the Mavs, if they just keep winning these games, they should win. I think they'll take care of business and finally avoid uh, the play-in. So, uh, Sean, I see, you, I see you're on here. Uh, go ahead. What, what you got for us today? Why do the Mavericks and their fans hate fun? Why do they hate fun and chaos? Why could y'all just not lose <laughs> – Make the six through ten spots one and a half games of separation, and then we can all enjoy a lot of fun over this last few weeks. Why do y'all now have to have all the tiebreakers and all the wins? Is it because you're afraid of Jaw? Is that what it is? No, it's not. Um, I was just going to say, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say we're we're afraid of what would happen if this Mavs team got in a play-in situation, given <laughs> given how they've played in in games against uh, the teams below them in the standings. That that's the problem. It's like, yeah, it'd be fun for everybody except the Mavs. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait, Dalton. And Dalton, I, I don't you, I don't think it's. I've never complimented you. Your accent is all. Yours as well, man. We were overdue for this. We were. Uh, I, I think people are going to enjoy it. Matt, how are you? Good. I was just going to say, it's not really fair to say that they, they don't like having fun when they're just coming off of a terrible loss to the Kings. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're still trying to keep it interesting for you, at least. Well, one thing that I will say that um, has, you know, surprised me of how well he's done this year in terms of, well, not surprised me, but Luca's takeover ability, like the ability to elevate his teammates, the ability to just be there consistently throughout the game, that's great. But the thing that's elevated Jokic in the MVP talk, and the thing that I think that has emerged about Luca this year as well, Luca's takeover ability, he did it in the playoffs, that game against Memphis lately, he's done it at different times this year. Memphis played him well for three quarters in that game, and Luca just absolutely was undeniable in the fourth quarter, and it sucked to see. But my point <laughs> is, is that that takeover ability seems to be the next evolution in Luca's game, in which y'all really, really do see him become a perennial top three, top five MVP candidate without question. That's what's helped Jokic at times this year, and that's what's helped Luca, and why I think at the end of the day, no matter how good teams in the Southwest Division or the West construct around him. That still makes him the central figure to fear in the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Christian. I'm going to bring you up now to give uh, give a little perspective uh, from what you were feeling last night. How, how you feel the day after a big win over the Warriors? You know, feels good. I think uh, the funny thing is, do you remember yesterday when we hopped on for the test, and that was just a pessimistic prick and saying yes. we should bench everybody. <laughs> look, I was, look, I was pessimistic too. I had our guy Sam from the, uh, the Warriors light years pod. I look, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to try not to butcher his last name, but it's Sam S Fendiari. Uh, I had him on uh, pregame and we were talking about it and I was terrified of what Steph might do to the Mavs yesterday and uh, we we both predicted a Warriors win at the end of that pod. And, you know, that's kind of uncharacteristic for me, but that's just kind of how I was feeling about it. And uh, They listen to the pod, Dalton. What's that? The Mavs listen to the pod. Luca well, listened to it. That's what that, it was. Well, I'm glad that it turned out that way because we had a string of, like, predictions where it, it went against what we were saying and – People were mad at us about it. So none of you can be mad at me now because I predicted a Mavs loss and they came out and had one of their biggest wins of the season. So it was fun. And uh, Christian, like you said, I, we, we were both a little bit pessimistic yesterday uh, given what happened the night before uh, versus the Kings. But, man, what a way to, to change everybody's mood by getting a 30-point win over over the Warriors. And did I saw you hop in the Warriors locker room later last night. I thought we melted down after a loss, but good God, it was a meltdown in that place. Like that was hilarious. Uh, it was just, oh my God. But one thing that I wanted to mention about the game is, you know, Trey Burke 
is that defense that I saw, that's who I thought we were getting in Josh Richardson, like that kind of defense. Right. I, I, I couldn't – I honestly could not believe that. Like, uh, and it, it started from the very beginning, and he didn't let up the entire game. He was up in Steph's grill the entire night and ripped him at least three times from what I can recall. Uh, and, I mean, he if there was ever a guy that truly deserved that defensive belt that they give out after each game, it was Trey Burke last night. I, I honestly could not believe what I was watching with him. That was that was unreal. If he can, if he can give any kind of like even a little bit of that type of effort the rest of this schedule and going into the playoffs, I mean, he could be a difference maker. You know, he could be Bubble Burke all over again. Uh, Car- Carlo, I see you've been waiting there for a little bit. How you doing, man? Hi, uh, sorry for my accent. I'm Italian, so bear with me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's uh, the first time in the season that uh, I actually saw the Mounts react to a bad loss in a convincing way and go down on defense. And uh, it it could be a turning po- a turning point for the match. What do you think? I, I mean, I really think also, it could also, be. Also, I wanna shout out uh, to Trey Burke because it was impressive. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was incredible. And uh, Carlo, I do think that you're right about it. Really, could be a turning point because after that, I, I you know they had the two big wins over the Lakers, and then they come back against the Kings, who didn't have De'Aaron Fox. They already lost to them the week prior, and to come out in that game and to go down uh, twenty to three, I believe it was, that was just unacceptable. You know, that, that was just something that could not happen. I think everybody was pissed off about it. You know, uh, Luca, he didn't even have any comment after the game. He did, he said, I don't I don't know what's wrong with this team. I don't know why this keeps happening, the lack of energy starting out each game. Rick Carlisle was pissed off. He didn't want to take any questions about injuries or pretty much anything else. So whatever happened after that, that Kings loss – you know, from the time they finished interviews or post-game interviews uh, to the start of the Warriors game, whatever happened worked. And I think it was just like basically everybody getting their ass chewed out uh, and, you know, (laughs) just understanding like this is not acceptable from uh, professional basketball players. And sure enough, it worked. They had one of the biggest wins of the year. So The only thing that concerns me about that is the fact that it's, you know, after that game, you've got, after the Kings game, you've got 12 games left in the regular season, right? You know, right. Heading into the Warriors yeah. game. Why is that happening when you're fighting to stay out of the play-in and you've only got 12 games left? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, it, it, and, and look, our guy Kirk, uh, you know, he – I wasn't able to join his room last night, but I did see the title of it, and it said, you know, making – I think it said making shots fixes everything, uh, if I recall correctly, but – you know, it was something to that effect. And, I mean, that's really, you know, that's really the thing. You know, when, when Tim Hardaway Jr. comes out hitting shots like he did last night, uh, when Jalen Brunson starts to get it going and you have a guy like Trey Burke giving just uh, an incredible – you know, he wasn't great offensively, but, you know, the, the defensive effort he gave was just amazing. 
and he provided a real spark from the very beginning. Everybody was paying attention to detail and connected on the defensive end. Uh, and yeah, the war, you know, they got away with a few, uh, a few possessions where they left the Warriors open and they just missed a shot. But overall, it was more of the Mavs playing aggressive uh, defense, you know, the entire time versus, you know, just the, the Warriors missing a lot of shots. So they, they paid attention to detail and they got it done. And it was great to see. It's just, a, you know, they have to keep that going more often. Uh, and I don't know how they do that, but, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what you get when you have a bunch of streaky players uh, on the team. So, But, like, when Tim Hardaway Jr. starts out hitting a bunch of shots like he did in that one, uh, you know, I, I have a good feeling about it. So, Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's just it, – it's still concerning to me. I mean, I, I get that point that Kirk's making that, that it helps, but the fact that, you know – that they are having that kind of those kind of problems with energy and coming out of the locker room at the beginning of the game, and it doesn't bode well for the rest of the season. I mean, I we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Last night, it definitely you know, it definitely changed something, something flipped and maybe it was Rick yelling at them. Maybe it was Luca yelling at them. I don't know who it was, but, um, you got to hope that they keep that, that kind of, uh, pissed off attitude for the last 11 games, especially with their schedule coming up. I mean, if they have another letdown against Detroit, then it's going to be a disaster. I don't think they will. I, I, yeah. I, I don't think Detroit's have really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like the Kings are bad, but Detroit's really bad. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Uh, Josh, what you doing, man? Yeah, I'm going to let you in here for a little bit. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me up, man. Yeah. Uh, I just want two quick things, and I'll, I'll let you guys have your 
have your platform back. Um, first, uh, Rick Carlisle and uh, Jamal Mosley's defensive scheme was probably the blueprint. I think that a lot of teams are, are going to copy to beat the Warriors. Um, they just threw box and ones, doubles, traps, and uh, it varied throughout the game. Like the Warriors could never get in a rhythm offensively to beat, um, especially when Steph was on the court. It just seemed like the Mavs just had a change up to every single play call, and it was beautiful. And then uh, uh, number two, I, I don't think it's uh, any coincidence that the Mavs get a giant win uh, in a career night from Tyler Bay. Um, he may be the key to unlocking this team. So I hope to see that more going forward. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, uh, I was in our – I have a group DM on Twitter with Matt and Kirk, and I remember during that game, you know, the way it started out for Bay, uh, you know, he missed a couple shots. He turned the ball over. Uh, one time, I believe, and I was just like, "Man, I'm I'm really disappointed he's not making more of this opportunity." And as soon as I said that, uh, he goes and uh, I think he got an and one, or at least he, you know, he scored. Regardless, so I don't remember if it was an and one or not. But anyway, it, you know, as soon as I say something, something good happens for a guy like that. So <laughs> keep it up, Dalton. You're, you're... Yeah, I, I need to just predict Mavs losses for the rest of the for the rest of this season. But good stuff, Josh. Uh, Xavier, I'm gonna bring you on now. What you got? I just kind of wanted to talk about Burke. I think I like Carlisle using him the way he used JJ Barea last year. Where it's like, look, you know, he's not gonna be you know in the rotation consistently, but sometimes. If you see that your team kind of needs a spark or a boost, you get somebody in there with fresh legs. And I think with Trey, you know pretty you know, pretty early in the game if he has it or not. If he has it and he comes out, he's playing with confidence, he's hitting shots or making plays, you know, you keep him in there, you ride the hot hand. But if he comes out, he's missing shots, he's awful, he's getting abused on defense, then you pull him. But I think I'm happy that Carlisle's at least wanting to kind of mix things up a little bit and kind of give some people with fresh legs a chance to come in. But honestly, as a whole, I, I, I know we like to get bogged down with the Mavericks, but because I have a gambling problem, I watch a lot of games. And I think <laughs> uh, in terms of energy level and effort level, it's not unique to the Mavericks. I mean, I just think, look, I'm exhausted as a fan watching all these games. I can only imagine what it's like to have to travel and play these back-to-backs and four games and five nights. I mean, so I think at this point, to be as healthy as we are, all things considered, we're going to have, you know, there are going to be games where we come out flat, and I don't think it's that we're not invested or we're trying to tank for seeding. I just think these guys' these guys' legs are jello at this point in the season. And so, you know, the effort is going to come and go because I don't know if they can muster that type of energy on a night-to-night basis. So I think, look, man, it's going to be – it's a marathon, and we're at the end. And, you know, we're almost there. So I'm just praying for health and praying that hopefully with some luck we can avoid the playing. We'll give everybody a week off, and I think you'll see a much different team come playoff time because, you know, they'll have time to be rested. You know, the chance to give Luca a week off, I think it'll be huge. He won't settle for as many step backs. I don't think he'll be committing as many lazy turnovers just because he'll be well-rested. And, you know, we all know he's not in the greatest of shape to begin with. So he's been fairly healthy. He's been fairly consistent being available for us. But I think the man's exhausted, and I think the same applies for most of the team. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with everything you just said there. And that's the, that's one of the biggest things about avoiding the play-in, not just that, yeah, you could be ousted in one or two games, but the fact that you will get it that extra week of rest before the postseason. That would be huge for Luka because – you know, the, the reason, part of the reason for some of these struggles, and I'm not saying it's the entire reason, but it does, you know, play a factor in how they've 
you know, had some of these letdown games is they just, they went on a streak, you know, the last couple of months that was just incredible, you know, post COVID and, uh, you know, after, you know, they had uh, January was a nightmare and they got in that big hole and they had to fight all the way back and they finally get in this, uh, position to where they're in six in the West and they do look like their legs are jello, uh, sometimes. And they just, they can't, uh, they can't get any arc on their shots and it's flat and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I, I 100% agree. I mean, it, it's great that, you know, overall health wise that this team is where they're currently at because last season they still gave the Clippers everything they could handle yet. You know, they didn't have, they didn't have Dwight Powell, uh, who has shown when he's healthy and engaged, he can be used correctly in limited minutes. They didn't have Willie Colley Stein, who is a, a plus minus God. I just saw the, uh, <laughs> the Mavs PR account, uh, just retreat retweeted a basketball reference and said, Willie Colley Stein was a plus 41 for the Mavs last night. He's the fifth player since 1997. Uh, and the first, let's see. Yeah, yeah, the fifth Mavs player since 1997 to have a game like that. And the other ones on that list are Luka, Dwight Powell, Dirk Nowitzki twice, and Drew Gooden. <laughs> Drew Gooden. Wow, what a name drop. <laughs> uh, but they didn't have Jalen Brunson either. Uh, so, I mean, I- I'm thrilled with where they are uh, health-wise. I don't think the KP ankle thing is a is a big deal, but, you know, they're doing their normal thing with him. Uh, just being extra cautious. So I'm and excited what, about it. And don't, and, and I think, you know, if you look night to night at the scoreboard, like one of my favorite things to do is with League Pass, you know, just kind of switch from game to game depending on what games are close in the last, you know, three, four minutes and just kind of watch all those games. The amount of blowouts that we see on a night to night basis, it's, it's rare that you get, um, you know, too many games that are close. And that's because most teams, you know, once they see that, it's a loss or that, you know, the game gets out of reach, they throw the towel. And even if they're not, you know, emptying the bench, the effort level goes down. And I think, like I said, that's why I just think a lot of the effort and energy issues just aren't unique to the Mavericks. But thanks again for having me up, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely, Xavier. Good stuff as always. Uh, Tyler, I'm going to bring you up now. What you got for us, man? I was going to say, you know, if you give the Mavericks a week off, and you give Rick Carlella a week to game plan for uh, whatever the Mavericks playoff matchup is. I think, uh, you know, yesterday them starting Trey Burke is kind of a preview of the kind of things that Carlisle can do in the playoffs. I know like a lot of people have uh, wanted him to be fired recently. I know a lot of people uh, didn't think he did a good job in the Clippers in the first round last year, but uh, I p- personally disagree with all of that. I think he did a good job in the first round last year against the Clippers. And I think that, you know, wrinkles like starting Trey Burke and putting him on Steph for uh, most of the game uh, is the type of things he can do in the playoffs. And I'm excited to see what he has up his sleeve. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with that. And uh, I mean, look, last year's playoff series, that was that was just more of a depth and a talent, lack of talent uh, issue uh, for the Mavs over the Clippers, because I personally thought that Rick Carlisle coached circles around Doc Rivers in that series. Uh, and you know, I, I, I still believe it, you know, if KP doesn't get hurt, even with, you know, the, the terrible front court depth 
they had in that series. If KP just doesn't get hurt, I still think they win that series. Uh, so I, I'm I'm very encouraged uh, by what we're seeing uh, at the end of the season with you know where their health is overall, and if they get that week off, and like you said, give Rick Carlisle a week to game plan for whoever they end up playing. Uh, I think that's going to be huge for this team. And if you have Luca on the court and he's healthy and he is, uh, you know, he, he's not doesn't have any kind of injuries or anything like that. He's fully healthy, ready to go, and rested. I give this team a chance to beat anybody that's in front of them uh, in a seven game series if he's healthy, because he's just he's one of the top players in the league, and that's that's just what he does. So, Matt, what's your thoughts on this? No, yeah, I agree with with everything y'all just said. Um, it it's uh, I, I I've everybody gets frustrated at Carlisle at one point or another. I've you know, there's no secret that I've I've had my frustrations with him, but you know, he's he's always proven that he's a playoff genius. Even though you know they haven't won a, a playoff series in, in quite some time, he's he's always made it super competitive with um you know less than talented rosters like he did against the Spurs. Uh, have you ever heard, the, uh, and look, I, have you ever heard the term uh, making chicken salad out of chicken shit? Yeah, Rick Carlisle's the yeah, king of that. Um, <laughs> that's what Rick Carlisle's done for the last decade, pretty much. Yeah, and, I, and you know, and I, I don't think that that's, it's fair to say that he made chicken salad out of chicken chicken last season because right, yeah, he that, had a little that, bit more than chicken last year. He He had, you know, it, it, he had a pretty decent roster, and it was just some unfortunate turns that that uh, that kept the Mavs out of making the second round. But you know, I always like the Mavs' chances in a playoff series, despite their despite their record um, over the last decade because of Carlisle. And if if they can find a way to to get everybody that energy and keep everybody healthy going into the first round, then you know who knows what can happen. Yeah. Um, it, it's just a matter of you know. Really, it all it all comes down to KP again, and whether or not he can stay healthy. And if if he can do that, then you know, all bets are off. Yeah, I'm just I'm really interested in seeing if they can uh, if they can get up to the fifth seed because the Lakers. I don't know when LeBron's supposed to come back, but you know, Anthony Davis coming back that helps. But you know, it, he showed in New Orleans that he doesn't really he doesn't really affect winning as much as a top guy should. Uh, so he helps, but as long as LeBron is out, I think the Mavs have a legitimate shot at uh, getting up to that, that fifth seed. I, it, you know, it, it's probably unlikely because the Lakers are still good, uh, especially defensively while LeBron is out, but I still think there's a chance there. They're only two games behind the Lakers and they own the tiebreaker. So, uh, I, I think that would be the best case scenario for the Mavs is if they could get up to that fifth seed and uh, play a hampered Denver Nuggets team. I know it hasn't really affected their their winning in the regular season right now, but I think once it comes playoff time, uh, having that matchup and the way the Mavs could just completely dominate the guard play in that series. I think it would make a huge difference for them. So that that's what I'm rooting for is a, a Mavs Nuggets first round series. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for too. Uh, I I don't I don't want anything to switch in the standings right now because you know 
as much as I love beating the Lakers the other night, LeBron will be back by playoff time, and I don't I don't want to, you know, have the you know potentially the Nuggets slip down into the sixth seed and the Mavs move up to the whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think we have to worry about that. Well, just whatever the case may be, it's the the Nuggets are the one team that I would feel most comfortable playing. I don't want to play the Clippers again. I don't want to play anyone else um, if I could help it and obviously avoid the plan. So see, I, I wouldn't want to play the Suns just because of the recent history between the Mavs and Suns. They always, they always seem to dominate the Mavs here lately, but I will say this. If they did end up playing the Suns, that team doesn't have a lot of playoff experience other than CP3. Uh, so, and like I said, if you have Luca healthy, you know I'll, I'll give him a, a fighting chance against anybody on any given night. So, the biggest thing is just getting the Mavs into the playoffs, avoiding the play-in, getting that extra week of rest, like Xavier brought up uh, earlier, and having everybody have fresh legs and give Carlisle a week to prepare for uh, whoever it is they end up playing that that, that's the biggest thing so uh as long as they avoid the play-in i'll be happy i would prefer to move up to fifth and have the mavs play the nuggets but you know beggars can't be choosers either so (laughs) we'll we'll see where they end up in the final standings and it should be a very interesting last couple of weeks of the season i mean no matter what no matter which way you slice it in the western conference it's going to be a difficult playoff series you just kind of have to to pick and choose your battles pick your poison um, and you know, have to see how it goes. And I gotta say too, I mean, I, I understand why nobody wants to play the Clippers in the first round. Uh, but you know, it, it would be just from like a narrative standpoint, it would be pretty cool to you know have the Mavs coming into you know another series with the Clippers, uh, being fully healthy this time, and you know having a couple of key guys they didn't have last year and if they did pull off the upset and beat the Clippers, then it's like it, it completely uh, verifies that, like, yeah, we should have beat them last year too. <laughs> so yeah. That, that would I, be I would love cool to get that revenge. Happened. That's true. I would love to get revenge. Um, I just – I wonder if it would be better to get that revenge in another round <laughs> when, yeah. when, they, when they build some momentum. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm not – I'm not – over here actively rooting for the Mavs to get the get the Clippers. But, you know, yeah. get out and Tyler noted in the chat there that they're a completely different team this year. And I agree with that. But, you know, I think there's something to be said for how they've played against the Clippers this year too. Uh, you know, the first game, we, we won't count that one because that was, that was a wash. Kawhi didn't play in it. Uh, but in the other two games, they split. They went one and one. Uh, they beat them by 15, I believe, in that last one. Uh, they just, you know, they just have a confidence against the Clippers that we didn't see in the regular season last year heading into the playoff. I think that playoff series really, like, put it in their heads, like, we can beat this team. Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I'm not actively rooting for it. If it happens, though, it would be a cool storyline, and I would hope that uh, the Mavs come out on top on that one. But, guys, before we take off here – Anybody have anybody else have anything else they want to add to this? Matt, what about you? You have anything to add? Yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to uh to mention, you know, Luca, I I mentioned his uh his you know, 
39 points in 28 minutes or whatever it was earlier. Uh, the Mavs also made nearly made league history the other night. I mean, it's it was an incredible incredible thing what they did. And so they had that 28 to 0 run from like the 8:24 mark or so in the in the first quarter uh, up until the 11 minute mark in the in the first quarter. I mean, in the second quarter. Yeah. And uh, so it was a 28 to 0 run, and that was the second long. According to Elias Sports, that was the second longest scoring run by any team over the last 20 seasons, and <laughs> the longest run since the Knicks went on a 28 to 0 run against the Raptors in November of 2017. And another interesting thing about that is that in that game, the Knicks, you know, they obviously they won that game at Madison Square Garden. But it was Tim Hardaway Jr. and Kristaps Porzingis who, uh, you know, were the main people behind that run in that game. Tim Hardaway had 38 points, 7 assists, and 6 boards. Uh, KP had 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 3 blocks. And it's just, it's just funny that, you know, um, that those guys were, you know, there was, the Mavs were involved in that game as well. So uh, just, just all around an incredible game for the Mavs last night from – from every angle and um it was uh it was just really nice to see yeah it, it was a very feel-good win and when, when I was watching that because the score was before that run it was like 16 to 12 and then they went on that run and it ended up being like 42 to <laughs> to 16 or whatever it was uh 44 to 16 and uh, I just remember watching that. And it, when something like that happens, you you kind of figure that you're watching history. Uh, you know, it, even if it's not the top, you knew it was somewhere up there. Because I was just watching the game, and then I didn't realize just how many they had scored consecutively until the uh, the TNT broadcast brought it up. So, but yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome, awesome to witness. Uh, like I said, it was great to finally have a win that, uh, that wasn't, you know, sweat out at least until the final quarter. Uh, you know, it was one of those games where you can finish your recap at halftime <laughs> safely. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it was great. Uh, we'll see how they do against the Pistons coming up. I, like I said, I, even if they don't come out with the same, uh, the same level of energy they did against the Warriors, I think the Pistons are one of those teams that are bad enough to where, you know, it, it it doesn't matter as much because they came out flat against the Pistons in that last game, and they still end up still ended up winning by ten. Uh, so I'm not worried about the Pistons. I am worried about that Kings game <laughs> after that because De'Aaron Fox still won't be playing. But it just seems like the Kings kind of uh, kind of have the Mavs number there. But after two embarrassing losses to that Sacramento team, if they don't come out with some fire and just hand it to them one time, I'll be very disappointed. But uh, So the Mavs are seven games over five hundred. Uh, that's happened a couple times this season, and uh, Chuck Cooperstein noted on Twitter earlier today that uh, every time they've gone for eight games over five hundred so far this year, uh, they've lost the next game. So hopefully that doesn't happen against the Pistons and they just keep on rolling uh, heading into the postseason. But – Guys, we appreciate y'all joining us for this one. Uh, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your other podcast platforms. We'll be posting this one as a normal pod later today. Uh, and hopefully, uh, depending on how things go uh, the rest of this week, we'll have another one for you for the weekend. So we appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great rest of the day. It's always a fun 
fun day after when the Mavs get a big win like they did against the Warriors. So we appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a good one. Let me step back for a minute. 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 Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.